the About IBD podcast, and I'm your host, Amber Tresca. Welcome to another installment of my limited series, The Summer of Activism, which is designed to inspire you, but also give you the tips and ideas you need to go out into the world and create positive change for people living with inflammatory bowel disease. A little about me, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis at the age of 16. I'm a writer, editor, and patient educator who specializes in digestive disease. You can learn even more about me and my disease journey by visiting my website at aboutibd.com. Your congressperson and your senators all have offices on Capitol Hill. Day on the Hill events are when an organization sends volunteers to Washington, D.C. to meet with the offices of their federal representatives. As a constituent, you have the ability to meet with staff and let them know what you do and what you don't like about what's going on in our government. To learn more about attending Hill Days, see my blog post at aboutibd.com or listen to episode 49, where I go into more detail. I asked volunteer and activist Carrie Ann Flacomio to tell me what it was like for her to attend Day on the Hill with the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and how the experience changed her. You went to Day on the Hill in 2017. Yes. Why did you decide to go that time? So I had been trying to get a little bit more involved with different kinds of advocacy projects. And it was something that I'd had brought up in the past to me that um, people had asked me about. And I wasn't really sure if it was something for me because I am not very politically savvy, don't really know the ins and outs of, you know, all the politics behind the laws and everything. So um, I kind of felt, I guess, like it wasn't my place before that. And it was something that sounded interesting and important, but um, I didn't know that it was really something that I could participate in. Um, and I had people encourage me and, you know, I read a little bit more about it. And I really liked that they kind of gave us an introduction to what was going to happen, um, sort of outlined, you know, these are the specific laws that we're going to be talking to representatives about and how you can, you know, kind of weave your story into that to paint a picture and uh, and make a difference. And I thought that was really cool that we they kind of made it an individualized experience and you didn't have to be politically savvy. It was kind of just, hey, here are the, the main things that we want to address or why they're a problem or why this could help. Um, and then you kind of spin it with your story and get them to see the human element of it. Um, so I, I thought, you know what, it's worth it's worth a shot. Maybe I won't be great at it, but, you know, I, I've told my story so many times now that it shouldn't be at least that hard to talk about myself. <laughs> Even if I can't get into the ins and outs of the politics, I could at least tell my own story. Um, so I, I thought, you know, this was the time when I was off of work and I thought it's, it's kind of now or never. It's in the middle of a week. So let me try it while I can. Uh, it was my first time in Washington, D.C., which was, it was a great experience to kind of have all of that at once. And uh, it was even more empowering than I thought it would be. The first time you went into one of the offices and you told your story, what was that like and how was it different from previous times when you've told your story? So I think I was definitely really nervous going into it. And I'm not even really sure I can identify exactly why I was nervous. I think, you know, mentally, I just knew that this was an important opportunity. And um, I felt like I was given the chance to to speak and, and be a voice for the community. So I didn't want to go in there and mess it up and not do a good job. Um, I think, you know, we've told our story so many times that it sort of becomes something that we can just, you know, talk uh, kind of 
easily about and sort of comfortably about, but maybe not always hit the hard points and um, sound more, you know, in a serious tone because we're just so used to it. It's our daily life and we all know that among each other. So we're used to talking to people who have walked in our shoes uh, and kind of already know, you know, how difficult things are. And we try to look at the positive side. So going in here, you're talking to people who deal with, you know, these politics and laws that um, are going to affect us day to day, but they don't experience the symptoms and they may not have anybody in their lives who experience the symptoms. So we kind of have to take a step back from saying, you know, hey, I look at the positive side of it and say, you know, these are the things that I really struggle with on a day to day basis. And um, that's why it's so important to us to have these laws passed or to think about, you know, these items that are on your agenda that maybe to you, it's just a line on a piece of paper, but to people like me, it's something that's going to change how I live my life day to day. So, you know, maybe to you, step therapy is not a big deal, but to me, I could have to go through, you know, three, four or five medications before I get to the one that my doctor thinks is really going to be a solution for me. And in that time, who knows, I could, my symptoms could get worse. I could need surgery. And that's obviously going to impact my life in, in several ways. You know, the last time I was on the Hill, one of the volunteers I was with, she actually said something very similar to what you were just talking about. She said before she got involved with the illness community because a family member got very ill with a rare disease, mm -hmm. she would not have ever gotten involved. Even if someone had come up to her and said, would you please advocate on behalf of, she probably wouldn't have done it. Right. Not until it personally touched her. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really impactful. And she was great to work with. And she was wonderful in all of the meetings. You are experienced. You've done advocacy work and volunteer work in the past. But did you prepare in any special or different kind of way for the day on the Hill? Um, I think I did. You know, as we were talking about, it's kind of a different way of telling your story. So I did kind of try to hone in on sort of an elevator speech kind of version of my story. I knew we weren't going to be able to sit there and have an hour long conversation with each person. So I was trying to think, you know, what are the the hardest hitting points and what parts of my story kind of coincide with whichever laws we're going to be talking about or which policies we're going to be talking about. Um, and I think, you know, like you were just saying, it's very different. I think sometimes when you want to get involved just for yourself or you want to learn more, you want to connect with other people. Um, but then there's another layer to it of when other people are kind of looking to you for the, for you to be this voice and this advocate. So I tried to take into account as many different stories as I could and try to get as many different voices and perspectives in there, not just my own. So I did um, get some photographs, ask people permission to use pieces of their story. Um, one thing that I think was something that really ended up working out to my advantage was I had been um, helping out a young girl who was I think uh, about six when I met her. And at the time, maybe it was about seven or eight. I had met her mom in a support group and, you know, she was trying to get all information and she finally brought her daughter in and she was the most grown up six-year-old I've ever met. Um, you know, but it's still hard to see someone that young have to go through all this and to hear them talking like, you know, they have all this medical knowledge that are things that they should not be needing to know. So I, I had had some pictures of her that her mom had sent me over time where one was when she was, you know, really sick and she had, uh, she was on prednisone and she had the big moon face and the puffy cheeks and all that. So she had gained a lot of weight. And then there was one where she was really, really sick in the hospital and just was, you know, skinny as a stick. And she looked white in her face and just honestly, almost on the brink of death to, you know, be quite frank. 
Um, and then there was a picture of her after she started doing her infusions and looking healthier again. And you could just tell she's looks like the six-year-old that she's supposed to be. So when I was going into some of these meetings, depending on what we were talking about, I, you know, just asked if I could take a second to pull something up to show them. And I would scroll through the photos and I can't tell you how many of the representatives actually kind of just like you could see the reaction in their face that it just was unbelievable. And I actually had one person say to me, that's that's not the same kid, is it? Um, and I said, yeah, it is. And you know, that's what I think people don't always understand. Sometimes you look at us and you think, I don't know, can I really see that you're sick? Um, or you don't look that different from, you know, when I saw you a few days ago. But when you look at the changes over time and how medications affect our bodies, and there's just so many factors to it. And I think we, we, it was hard to sum all that up in just a few minutes, but to show someone a visual um, which, you know, that that piece wasn't even part of my story, really. But I think it was something really impactful, especially because it was somebody so young. Um, so I think that's probably how I really prepared was trying to pull in different pieces that I thought were going to be very impactful from all the people that I've met, not just my story, because I had the opportunity to be that voice and to advocate. But it wasn't just about me. It was about, you know, all the different patients. Um, beyond that, I think that the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation did a pretty good job of sort of gathering information for us and providing with it, uh, providing us with it up front. Um, even when we got there, kind of giving us some more background. So I did sit and the night before I was actually up for many hours in the hotel, just kind of reading through everything. And like I said, I'm not naturally politically savvy. So I was just trying the best I could to get to know who are these people we're going to be talking to and what is it that they support and, uh, you know, what pieces of my story and other people's stories that are going to be most impactful. Um, I guess there's some ways you can prepare and there's some ways you, you have no idea what's going to happen when you walk in the room. But I was trying to at least say, okay, you know, I have, I could sit here for a year and tell my story. Um, what, what parts of it are the pieces that are really going to bring home the point that we're here to make? Carrie, of all the meetings that I've taken on the Hill, I don't ever think I've seen anyone pull up. I'm assuming you pulled out like your phone and yes. had to pick. I've never seen anyone do that before. That's a really great tip. I think that's something that we should probably all be doing. And I've mm -hmm. literally never seen anyone do it. And we all have pictures of ourselves or other people, as right. you were describing. Um, when you're not feeling well, before a scope, in the hospital, you know, et cetera. I have fewer than other people do because my disease was so bad so long ago and we didn't take pictures then. Right. right. <laughs> but still... Yeah, I have brought other people's stories with me. And usually what I've done is I've had a printout and then I might highlight a couple of things if we have time. And then usually I'll just leave that material with the staffer. But I really love this idea of photos. So thanks so much for that. Yeah, that tip. sure. You know, I think it's difficult because when you when you think about it, OK, these are just people, you know, they may have a very important job, but they're just people like us at the end of the day. So you know, going through the meetings all day, you could see, okay, they're sitting down with us for a meeting. They've talked to a million people today. You know, it's just, maybe it's just another conversation for them. Um, so I think the visual kind of pulled them out of, all right, here's another, you know, 15 minutes that we have to talk about this topic, which they get people that come, you know, with all different topics and all different requests. And uh, I think it was just a little something different to make us kind of stand out and and to show them, you know, I could be babbling on for, you know, 10, 15 minutes about a topic that maybe they don't really care about. But I thought if there's a way to personalize it to them or bring that personal element in, and that would be a good thing to have um, on our side. So I think especially that it was somebody so young, it touches your heart a little bit. And you think, I don't want somebody so young to have to go through this. And not that it's any worse uh, or any better for any of us to have to go through it, but 
I think it's just kind of automatically like a switch flips in your head and think, wow, this is something that a, a six-year-old is going through. We have to do something about this. And I definitely saw that kind of um, urgent reaction in some of their faces where, you know, maybe they were sitting and kind of maybe spacing out a little bit or just, you know, you know, kind of pl- uh, politely listening to what we were saying, but maybe not fully absorbing everything. And then you pull out this image and they just kind of were, some of them were just really beside themselves. So I think that felt a little empowering that, you know, I could say, hey, I went out there. Maybe I don't know the ins and outs and all the politics, but I pulled up this picture and I at least made somebody think about what we were there talking about, even if it was just for a few minutes. You know, maybe it was something that they'll take home with them at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that was a really uh, a really great idea. It's exhausting for me to go to five meetings in a day. So I right. <laughs> I think about that often when I'm sitting across the table from mm-hmm. them. I have mostly had positive experiences. I feel as though I've been listened to. I feel as though I've been heard. Usually they're taking notes. Usually they're receiving the materials. A lot of times I've given them my business card and they give me theirs. It's usually very positive and I feel as though they understand the challenges and they express empathy. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine doing that all day, every day. It sounds exhausting. Right, right. It's, you know, it's almost like you're a therapist. In yes. a sense, so. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I do have a lot of respect for, for the staffers that listen to constituents right. All day, especially those of us that come in with stories that are materials and you know, yeah, materials. <laughs> they see us walk in and it's like, oh, here oh we go. My. Well, there's a few times now yeah. where I go into the offices of my own representatives and they'll be like, oh, hi. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I was just here a couple of months right, ago. Right, right. Yeah. And I don't know how many constituents that they have with purple hair. So it's, um, you know, that, <laughs> I think makes that it memorable. Works. It makes it a little yeah. more memorable. And when you were traveling down to DC, was there anything that you needed to do for yourself or any tips that you might have for other people with IBD to make that trip a little bit easier on themselves? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, for me, there were a few different things at the time I wasn't working, so I was trying to save some money. Um, so I did drive there and it was about a four or five hour drive. That was my first time ever driving in DC. So that was quite an experience. I did come home with (laughs) quite the ticket. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, but I think it, you know, the experience was great. The only thing I would say is it was, it was a quick, uh, few days and it was, a little bit exhausting. You know, like you, like you said, it's going from one meeting to the next. You're on your feet all day. I had really bad blisters because I definitely picked the wrong shoes to wear. Um, so I would say, you know, obviously try to look professional and present yourself professionally, but also think about comfort because um, at the end of the day, we are patients dealing with medical conditions. So, you know, you're out in the heat. Um, would help to have water with you and stay hydrated and make sure you're just taking care of yourself. Because I think we have this sometimes when we're doing advocacy projects, we have this um, sense of, oh, you know, I'm here to do an important job. And that's the most important thing. And we almost forget to practice self-care and take care of ourselves as patients. And remember that we have special needs sometimes. So um, I think, you know, you have to remember, what am I here advocating for? Oh, right. You know, the patient. So as a patient, I have to take care of myself. Um, definitely I would wear more comfortable shoes next time for sure. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I mean, it was overall, it was a great experience. There weren't too many challenges given and, you know, knock on wood at the time I was feeling pretty well. I was doing pretty well. So, um, I was able to make the drive, you know, not to stop several times for a bathroom and things like that, but that is something that, 
Uh, you know, obviously other patients probably not doing as well or maybe in a flare or something like that would have to obviously consider. So um, I think just doing whatever, you know, getting there however you can and sort of planning ahead with any kind of travel really to think about what kinds of challenges might I meet um, and what can I do to just make this a little easier for myself? I think for me traveling, one of the things is always, you know, medications. I double and triple and quadruple check that I have everything because the last thing you need is to get there and say, oh, great, I'm ready to go advocate and realize I don't have my medication for the, for the next two days. Um, I think people don't realize sometimes how how much of an important thing it is for, for us to prepare. I mean, I know when I was just packing for vacation last month, you know, my boyfriend was done in about 10 minutes. And I'm saying, okay, well, you know, I'm up until I was up until about four in the morning. You know, you're making sure you not only have your medication for the week, but then anything you could possibly need as an as needed, because you know when you don't have it is the first time you're gonna really need it in months. Um, and just, you know, it's it takes a lot of care. And I think I realized that when I more so when I'm traveling than I'm at home and you kind of see all the products and all the pills and all, all the different things, you know, whether it's a heating pad or a million different kinds of water, a way to stay hydrated. And it's just things that normal people or people who are not experiencing an illness don't necessarily think about. They can just kind of pack a bag and go. But I think, um, especially with something that's going to be this demanding physically, you just need to make sure that you have everything in order and everything that you can do to, to make yourself comfortable. Preparation is key. It is. The first time that I went into one of the buildings, and I want to say it was probably the Hart Senate building. I was very surprised. I was surprised at what it looked like. I was surprised at the atmosphere. Then when I walked into one of the actual offices, I was surprised at what that looked like all over again. What kind of surprises did you encounter during the day? I think you know, similarly to what you're saying, I think I I didn't know really what to expect. Um, I think things were all kind of a lot closer to each other than I expected, whether it was just, you know, being in the office buildings or kind of walking around D.C. in general. Uh, it was just kind of like there was so much important stuff <laughs> packed into such a small space. Um, and it was sort of a little bit of a surreal feeling of, am I really here? And am I really you know, in this place with these important decision-making people where I have the power to say something and possibly make a difference. Um, I think, you know, it's one thing to sit there and write out a blog post or post something on social media or go to an advocacy event. Um, but I think sometimes we we just feel so powerless with being ill and wanting to help ourselves and help others. And, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do. I, you know, I know I'm never going to be a doctor. I'm probably never going to be a nurse because I still have trouble looking at, you know, <laughs> myself having to give blood. Um, so for me, I've always kind of feel like the way that I could give back is to at least share my experience and try to help other people who are new to it, just like I once was. And, you know, some days it's hard. I, I realized, wow, there was a time when I didn't know anybody else with, with this illness. And I was kind of totally on my own. And I forget that now because now it's, I don't think I go a day without talking to somebody that I know through this community. Sure. Um, the, imp the importance of the day and the situation, I think just, I kind of kept being reminded and feeling like very honored, honestly, to be in that position and to have that opportunity because there are so many patients out there that we're trying to give a voice to. And, you know, I just, I felt really lucky to have the opportunity to be that voice. And, um, I just really didn't want to mess it up. I wanted to make sure I, I kind of did it justice and, 
you know, you're walking around and you see all these important representatives and people that you, you know, read about in the news. And, and <laughs> you, it just, it, to me, especially not being somebody who was very politically savvy. And um, it was my first time being involved with something like this. It was kind of like a kid going, you know, to Disney and you're looking around and going, oh my God, oh my God, because it's something so new to you for the first time. Um, so I think it was just a little bit of a surreal experience and it was, it was just very empowering. And I think I was surprised actually by how empowering it was because I left there and I think back on it and I really felt like, you know, I was able to do something that maybe made a difference. Mm -hmm. It feels like a lot of responsibility. Yes, That's, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And do you think <clears throat> that you have become more involved with public policy or have you changed in another way since the Day on the Hill event that you attended? So uh, I, I'm still not, you know, totally politically savvy, but I think I have made a point now to sort of take more steps to um, to at least kind of make myself a little bit more well-versed, um, pay attention to what's going on. And, you know, especially in today's political climate, just uh, realize the importance of fighting for what we believe in and making people realize how important healthcare policy is and um, you know, why certain policy changes are are really either really good or really bad for some of us. Um, I think a lot of people don't think about this stuff day to day. I had a, a I was gonna say a dream, but really a nightmare the other night that uh, I woke up to, you know, my mom saying, oh, you know, the insurance policies changed and there's, you know, there's no longer an out of pocket max. And I just remember like sitting there and crying and, uh, you know, having a panic attack because I was like, well, you know, that's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm going to have no more money. I'm going to be bankrupt. Um, I'm going to be broke because I just, how do you, you know, it's, it's hard to afford to live like this. So it, you kind of trace it back to how everything trickles down to your everyday life. And I think that makes some of the politics a little bit easier to kind of understand and break down because you realize that I don't have to know everything. I don't have to I don't have to advocate for everything, but if there's a piece or two or three that kind of connects back to me that I can feel really passionate about and speak well to, um, those are the things that I should voice and try to get other people to understand. You know, maybe everybody out there has never been on a medication that costs thousands of dollars, but you know, every time I go to sit for an infusion, it's, you know, between what, $30,000, $50,000 in infusion and if I didn't have health insurance, you know, I, where would I be right now? I don't know. I would probably not be doing very well. And I think this is just something that a lot of people can't even fathom because it's not something they've ever had to deal with. So I think I've at least um, started to make myself pay attention more, be a little bit more well-versed. And when I can, try to educate other people on why things, you know, certain things are important um, or what kind of consequences could come from certain policy and um, how it would hurt people. And I think personalizing it a little bit sometimes makes that impact where I'll have somebody say, you know, you know, I didn't think of it that way or I never realized it could affect someone that way. And it makes them think twice. And I think that is one of the biggest things that I took away from Day on the Hill and then also this, you know, experience since is that, it sometimes you feel a little insignificant and you don't think that, um, you know, you saying a few words or talking to one person or reading up on a certain policy and posting your thoughts on it is really going to do anything. But I think being there and walking around that day and talking to these people and seeing the reactions and feeling empowered really made me realize, you know what, it's it's a lot of 
one person, one person, one person saying something and doing something that comes together to make, uh, you know, a change. So I think a lot of people probably don't speak up and don't get involved because like me, when I, before I went to Down the Hill for the first time, I was kind of scared that maybe it wasn't my place and it wasn't something for me to get involved in and I couldn't do anything to make a difference. Um, so I think what I took away and what I try to pass on to people now is, hey, you haven't done it. If you're interested, just go try it. And, you know, even if you kind of take a back seat and let other people do more of the talking, it's still a really empowering experience and can kind of, I think, help people learn how can I share my story in a way that's going to really be impactful to others. So it was it was such an empowering experience. I walked away feeling like I really made a difference here. And, you know, I don't know that I even did that much in, you know, to what, 10, 15 minutes worth of a meeting, but I did or said something that grabbed somebody's attention. So um, kind of being able to pass that along to other people, I think has has also been really rewarding. Yeah. And I think it's important that we remember that we're constituents and the hill is our place. You know, yes. we we do belong there and it is our representatives' jobs. We elect them and they are supposed to listen to us. <laughs> right, right, right. So <laughs> even though we feel maybe a little bit, you know, to, for lack of a better <laughs> word, yeah, bothersome or, or, or even maybe we feel a little small uh, mm-hmm. when we go to the hill and, you, you know, you go in these buildings and you meet with, like you were saying, people that are writing the laws and are voting on things. It's a little intimidating. It's intimidating, but we all belong there. It's our place. It's our country. And I think, I think we have to remind ourselves of that sometimes that we do all have a place in this and it's, you know, it's like you said, you elect these people. And then I think sometimes we forget that, oh, you know, now they're out there representing us and we have to, uh, we kind of have to keep them on their toes and follow up and say, you know, what it is that, that we want as, as patients. Right. And let them know what, we like that they're doing and let them know what we don't like about what they're doing. Exactly. <laughs> I think, I think, sure. I think both sides are important. When I see my yes. representatives, if mm-hmm. there was something that happened that I enjoyed, I try to let them know that as yes. well, that, that I uh, liked how a vote went or I enjoyed a speech that they gave or whatever happened. Right. So I think that's also important. Thank you, Carrie, for your advocacy sure. and for your activism and for driving down to D.C. <laughs> that is not something that I would want to do. A $100 so, ticket later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Everybody warned me that it was going to be difficult. But uh, I guess I thought that there would be like, you know, police out on the road or something. But I guess there were just a lot of cameras and crazy construction sites and I'm not a city driver, so, you know, it is what it is, but I saw some nice sights. I don't really consider myself so much of a city driver, but I consider myself a fairly experienced driver and having driven Mm -hmm. in large cities, getting to D.C. that first time, I got into the Uber, into the cab or, you know, whatever I was taking to the hotel and I went, nope, this is, um, (laughs) I made the right decision. I could have driven, but taking the train was right. <laughs> you know, the first probably the first probably three to three and a half hours of the trip were completely fine. It was just once, you know, made it to DC, it was very uh very tricky. It was just lots of closed off things and construction everywhere. So, you know, so but it was worth it. It was worth it for the It experience. was worth it. So and I'm so glad that you did it. And thank you so much. Hey super listener, thanks for making it to the end of the episode. Carrie had some great points and tips about attending Day on the Hill. She obviously thought through her strategy and how she could break things down to make them more accessible to people who might not live with chronic illness. 
But honestly, almost everyone is touched by chronic illness, which is something that really stood out to me during my own meetings on the Hill, because so often people will have a personal connection to IBD or another digestive disease or an autoimmune condition. They'll tell me about a family member or a friend and what they saw that person cope with, which really creates a connection that we can use to build on and tell a story about how public policy has the power to help those living with chronic illness. I know you have more questions about Day on the Hill or about anything related to IBD. Sometimes I have the answers. And if I don't, I might know someone who does. You can find me everywhere on social media as About IBD, or you can use the handy contact me form on my website at aboutibd.com. Show me a little love with your likes, retweets, and shares on social media. I also appreciate reviews in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And remember, until next time, I want you to know more about IBD.